Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm Drew. Welcome to the Let's Venture podcast. Here, we celebrate the wins, learn from the losses, and teach you tools to propel your small business forward. From feeling stuck in my healthcare career to creating a thriving photography business. To Molly poaching me for my corporate job. We're here to teach you how to build the small business of your dreams. Each week, you'll find yourself feeling motivated, encouraged, and in good company. That's us. So grab your drink of choice. And let's venture. Get ready to rumble! Tell me when we're going. Oh, we're live. We've been live. Wow. Your Let's Get Ready to Rumble was in here. All right. Well, honestly, let's keep it. Welcome back to the Let's Venture podcast. We are super excited to dive in today and share with you all about our personal money behaviors. Yeah. Are you you excited for this? I'm excited, but I'm also a little nervous because, like, we'll get into, we took this test to see our like money behaviors. And I feel a little vulnerable sharing it all. Yeah. But also, I don't know, we were reviewing this right before we hit record and Drew was like, okay, we scored high on this one, which isn't necessarily a good thing. And the (laughs) achiever in me is like, oh no, no." but honestly, whatever. I don't think anyone's going to score perfect on this. So I'm excited. Drew has done a ton of research in today's topic and I have not. So I'm actually going to be learning alongside you guys today. So we could say that Drew is the sensei and we are the grasshopper? The grasshopper. Did I say it right? I think that's right. Oh my gosh. I'm feeling good. But you know, vulnerability though, you mentioned that it's so important. It helps us understand each other, right? At a deeper level, but most importantly, it helps us understand ourselves. Yeah. As small business owners, we spend so much time and effort working that I think we forget to check in with ourselves. Not only are we like taking care of ourselves physically, but mentally, how are we doing? Are we able to improve our mental health while running a small business, that's pretty, pretty hard. Yeah. I know I can totally speak to that. Talk about some of the things though you've done this past month in just improving your physical and mental health. Yeah, totally. So I'm a pretty big health nut. So I'll overview a few things I've done, but if this is something you guys are interested in, I will gladly geek out on a full episode. Some of you may know I'm actually a registered dietitian. That was my original career. So the health world is something I love, but All of that to say is, you know, with Between the Pine and with the growth that it's had and just building that business, my health, I think, had taken a backseat for a few years. And just going into my busy season for elopements this year, it's going to be really intense. And I think I've had time to really think through how do I want to feel and how can I best serve my clients? And so I've been working really hard at like getting my body to where I want it to be Mm -hmm. like mentally and emotionally and physically just so that I can serve my community best in between the pine, but also be a great spouse Mm -hmm. and be a good friend and not work 80 hours a week. And so all of that to say is some of the changes I've made is the first one is alcohol. Back in January, I just kind of looked at my relationship with alcohol and reevaluated it. And as of Sunday, I am one month alcohol-free. Come on. Which feels really good. And that's a whole nother big story. But yeah, really proud of that progress. And it's been wild to see. I'm kind of obsessed with like sleep right now. And my Garmin watch gives me like a sleep score. And of course I'm competitive. So I want a good sleep score, but just seeing how alcohol had affected my sleep, which then affected my day. It also affected my anxiety. And when I get anxious, I get vertigo. It's my body's way of telling me to like slow the F down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of one of those cascading things. So Biggest thing I've done is step away from alcohol for the time being. 
And then also Drew has turned me into a morning person. We go to morning workout class and that's been really good for us to have that routine and consistency. Guys, if you are with someone, anyone, partner, spouse, whatever, it can happen. It took... There's hope. (laughs) It took 11 years, but I have turned Molly into a morning person. I think I always love the idea of being a morning person, like that feeling of like waking up sure, and like seeing the sunrise and drinking my coffee and journaling. But like, I am not an enjoyable person in the mornings. <laughs> You've gotten there. But I've gotten better. Like yeah. I'm actually semi, I'm quiet. I'm just like internal. Oh, yeah. You're absolutely enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Molly, you're so oh, much fun to oh, be around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those are some things I've done. And then also just changed what we've eaten to yeah. a more less inflammatory foods, cooking more at home, meal prepping, which are things I love to do. I love to be in the kitchen, but Mm -hmm. work had kind of made me forget that. So yeah, those are a few things I've done. I, again, could geek out on this for hours. So I'll just stop there for now. So because we're talking about money behaviors today, when you think about money, what's one of the first things that comes to your mind? Achievement. Yeah. I have to achieve. You have to win. Goals, achievement fear I won't hit revenue projections. I I really think if anyone is an Enneagram nerd, I'm a three and that's the achiever. I just love winning. I love hitting goals. And so I think money is tied a lot to like achievement for me. Yep. What about for you? Mine's fear mostly. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm a a six on the Enneagram because you brought that up. So it's, things are very black and white for me. Like either you failed or you succeeded. Yeah. Either or. There's no in, in between, right? And so the first yes. thing I'd say is is fear. And I think about it way too often and money-wise, and that's normally negative. So I think though you have gotten a lot better at this. I've put a lot of work in. Yeah, you have. And I think I always tell Drew, I'm like, Drew, we got to live in the gray for a moment because yep. it's so black and white. Yep. And so just kind of sitting in that uncomfortable space for you, you've gotten really good at. So yeah. Thanks. Proud well, of you. That I mean, one of the things that has truly helped was yeah. taking this money scripts test. And when I say money scripts, that's what it is online, but it can just be behaviors. So we're going to use it as four money behaviors test Got going it. forward. But this test has really helped me identify kind of how I think about money and how to best work through it. So we're going to talk about those four money Ooh. behaviors today. Okay. Drew had me take this test before this podcast recording and of course, I like took it, didn't even look at the results and sent them to him. So I'm actually really excited to like learn for myself today too. Yeah. So these this test was developed by Dr. Brad Clounce. He's a psychologist and an expert in applied behavior finance. I didn't even know you could be an expert in something like that. It's honestly pretty cool. He actually yeah. worked at K-State University, Kansas State. Go Wildcats. Is, go Wildcats, which is very near and dear to us as we are pretty close to it or we grew up. Yeah. My cousin went there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So in other words, Brad has spent a lot of time learning and studying people's choices and beliefs about money. I love that you just call them Brad, like you're on a first name basis with Dr. Clowns, the doctor. Nah, let's call him Brad. (laughs) Our good friend, Brad. (laughs) Brad, I hope you listen to this someday and you, and you laugh because we really do appreciate your work. Don't be, hopefully he's not offended. And we will call you whatever you want. Dr. Brad. Yeah. We will call you whatever you want us to call you. That's like, we know you're a doctor, but you're still our friend. (laughs) Dr. Brad. (laughs) So he developed four money beliefs that are a person's unconscious beliefs about money. Yeah. And if you've listened to our show, you know that we talk a lot about money mindset here. And really the theory of that is that 
the money mindset you have is developed at an early age. So the ideas and behaviors that you learned long ago still affect your choices today. Yeah. So what we're going to do is dive into these beliefs and share with you where we scored on these and what we actually do with that information. So are you ready to dive in? Let's do it. So the four money beliefs are avoidance, money avoidance, money focus, money status, and money vigilance. Perfect. And normally the first three, avoidance, focus, and status, are associated when you score higher. That's associated with more of a negative belief about it. Oh, okay. And money vigilance, if you score higher, is more associated with a positive belief about money. Okay, got it. Or view. So, and then our listeners, if they want to take this test, we'll link it in the show notes. Yep, absolutely. And it honestly took about 10 minutes to take. It's It's not that long. so quick. Right. So the first money belief is money avoidance. Some beliefs in this category are that money is bad and that money corrupts or that you're better off with less money. People with higher scores on the money scripts test may think that most wealthy people are greedy. Or and that poor people actually are better than rich people, like legitimately better people. And studies have found that this behavior can lead to difficulty in managing a budget and not wanting to associate with money. I mean, like much at all, right? Okay. Like self-sabotage can become an issue. Mm, That's interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. What did you score in this area? I scored low here. And while I believe that too much money can corrupt, I don't think it always does, right? Got it. I think that you can have a lot of money and still manage it well right. without it changing you like at the core, right? Mm-hmm. Now that does take a lot of work, right? I think it, the more money you have, the easier it will be to become corrupt. More or, money, more problems. Right, exactly. But it takes work to stay disciplined and to continue to live below your means and not let that money like affect your ego. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I love how you broke that down, Drew, of like, I think I agree with you. I'm interested to see what I scored on this part. You have the results, but just how you said, you know, like I don't see money being like having wealth means you're a bad person or you're Mm -hmm. fully corrupted. But I agree with you that being really conscious as your wealth grows of just like how you're reacting to that in a way and how you're spending it and making sure you are still staying true to who you are at the core. Of course, we all grow and change, but ensuring like you still feel like yourself at the end of the day. Yeah. For small business owners, I would attribute this behavior to like making sure you keep your head on straight, right? Ensure that your why is always at the center of your business. But you always have to, you also have to understand that your why can be bigger and go farther when your business makes more money. Yeah, totally. It's not that your business has to stay at a certain income level or profitability level because you think that's more pure or like, it's You're, bad or something. Right, right, right. It's it's more pure to have less. It's not. Money shouldn't define you or your business, period. It shouldn't define you in a positive way. It shouldn't define you in a negative way. You are in business to make a difference and you can make a bigger difference by effectively managing your money, no matter how much you have. Oh, yeah. And I think, honestly, when you just said that, when you said money shouldn't like define you, I think I struggle with that sometimes. Yeah. I think that if I have a low month, my confidence goes down. If I have a high month, maybe my confidence goes up or I sure. feel relieved. So I totally agree with you. I think that's like probably for me personally, really hard to like get to that space where I'm like, well, mm-hmm. money's money, you know? Yeah. And I say that it's very easy to believe what you believe right there. Yeah. Like it's very easy to think 
oh shoot, I had a low month. Like that's a bad thing. Yes. That totally. Well, I think totally too, it's it. kind of ingrained in our heads too, like in society. That's very culturally. American culture too. Yeah, it's of true. Like, work hard, hard, hard. And if you're not absolutely completely successful, then you've failed. But they define success as you're like rich and wealthy and you have material things to show for it. Right. Which I don't agree with. Yeah, there you go. What did I score in money avoidance? Low or high? Let's look. You scored low. Same with me. Okay. So you scored a 2.5. Cool. Okay. So let's move on to the second money belief, which is money focus. All right. People who have a higher score on this tend to believe that kind of money is it. Like it's the solution. It's the end all be all. Like having money equals success and peace. Unfortunately, that peace never comes from having more money, right? The satisfaction never comes and the money focused cannot get enough. Yeah. This is related, like how I would relate this to small business is like attributed to workaholism, like in constant stress. Like you're always going after the next dollar and never stopping. Did I score so high on this? We both did. Yeah. We, I'm, we, you read that and I'm like, ooh, Dolby. Yep. yep that, we, that's me. We both scored pretty high on this. And control, mine is more focused on like control, money focus. Okay. Focused on, LOL. But control over money is something that I really struggle with. I don't have a problem with buying things to achieve happiness, but it's more of the game that I need to win or like I, I want to sit on the biggest pile of money I can or else I'll be in trouble. It's that yeah. control factor that okay. really, really gets me. That makes sense. I think for me, mine is having more money that equals success and peace. Like I remember when I started Between the Pine, I was like, my goal was to hit six figures as fast as I could. Why? I don't know. Cause in my head, six figures was a big deal. And Did then it I- equal- it is equal, yeah, equaled. equal comfort that I had made it, yeah, that success. it was a big marker. And of course I'm competitive and I was like, let's see how fast I can do this. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I can't even tell you the moment I hit six figures. I don't remember how I felt because literally the gas pedal has just been always like yeah. down, like go, grow, go, grow. And that's really started to shift recently. But this is interesting. I'm, I'm not surprised at all. I scored super high on this one. And I think it's, I'm like, I'm like so glad we're going through this. Cause I'm like, wow, I can see where I can, put some work in to like shift that mindset. Totally. And don't let, listener, don't let this get you down if you scored high on this one. It's all right to be focused to an extent when it comes to money. Not necessarily focused on money, but like focused on your process. It's a fine line, huh? It totally is. It helps to make the right decisions and it helps you not to be careless when you're focused, right? Mm -hmm. But too much money focus can turn into overbearing control on my end or manipulation to get the results you want, right? Like, and then for me, it's overworking. Right, exactly. And there's no, nothing will ever be enough. Yep. So going back to that why, why are you doing this? And why are you not doing this, but why are you, why yeah. do you start your business? What's the why of the business? It's probably more than just to make money, right? Right. Focus your mind on more, on what that more is. I love that. Money, what would you say your why is with Let's Venture? It's to help people understand that Money isn't the end all be all, yeah. but, it, but it can make your business, it can make that why so much more powerful. Like I said, in the first money belief, yeah. like if you organize your money in the right way and you have control over it, but keep it at a healthy control, you are able to do more with your business than you thought was possible. I love that. And you can do that with 
effective money management. And that's why Let's Venture exists. That's so cool. What about the why with your business? For Between the Pine? Yeah. I think my biggest why with Between the Pine, there's two things. One, helping people experience the beauty of the outdoors and, you know, helping people see that they're able to climb mountains on their wedding day or run along the beach in Kauai, just having an experience and getting to help create and foster an environment for an incredible experience for people. And then two, I just absolutely love walking through the process with couples of there's this stigma that weddings are stressful and overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And with elopements, I have dialed the between the pine elopement process so much so that like I try to take all of that stress away and make the process really fun for our couples. Like they're planning the trip of a lifetime usually. So I think that's my biggest why is helping couples like vision of their epic elopement come to life and then creating that experience to ensure they have the best day ever. That's awesome. I love it. I feel like I need to write that down or something because I think that would help me with this money focus of like remembering like, yeah, I could take on more and more and more work, but would I be able to give each couple the why that I stand for. Right. Like focus helps you with money. Right? Well, I'm about to go journal but, about that being, after this. <laughs> but being too focused on money will allow you or will make you lose the why that you just said. Yeah. Or it won't allow you to have that why to the fullest potential. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So the third money belief. So we both scored really high on that one. We both scored really high on that one. The next one. At we least did, we're in it together. Yeah, you can tell we've been married <laughs> for a while. Yeah. But the third one we did not score very high on. All right. And it's money status. Okay. So folks who score high on money status are mostly driven by their desire to appear wealthy, like money equals status or appearance. Okay. And for small business owners, this can look a lot like overspending or financially stretching yourself or your business to appear well off, right? Almost to show, look, I'm financially successful even if you're stretching for it, stretching for it. Yeah, totally. Got it. Totally. The business may look like it's making a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. By having the nicest gear or whatever. But unfortunately, when that bill for that status comes due, either your business has to pay it or you do. And that is a tough pill to swallow. Okay. So a lot of people like, I feel like you can jump in here, Molly. Entrepreneurs feel like they have a desire or some people have a desire to have people know how successful they are. Oh, absolutely. And you struggled with this in the past, right? Yes. Okay. So I, when I first started Between the Pine, I was so scared to go out and really put myself out there. And that was driven by really silly fears of what a few people who aren't even close to me said of like, what are you doing? Like, is this your mm-hmm. hobby? Like mm-hmm. I had had someone once ask what I do. And I said, I was a photographer and they immediately said, Oh, so what's your husband do? As Ouch. if like, I had no worth in my job. Hmm. And so I think what that created for me was this, like, I'm not surprised I scored low on this. Cause I've never wanted to come across like, look at me, look how successful I am. But I had this really big struggle with like, man, I'm working so hard on growing this business and people literally think it's a hobby. Well, I'm glad you didn't take that and go, well, I have to prove it by buying more things or by showing. No, I just went to therapy about it, honestly, which was great. (laughs) Yeah. But then something really interesting about this too is we've talked about the van that we bought for Between the Pine quite a bit on this podcast. And when we bought it, I was actually really scared to show the van online. I was really scared for people to see we had a van because you can very easily look up how much those are. Mm. You could see who built our van. And I was so scared 
it would come across like I was less relatable. Wow. Yeah. So you really wanted to be relatable to people. I think I'm, I guess all that to say is I'm really not surprised that I scored low on money status because I firmly believe that like your appearance does not like directly affect your worth or like the more cool things you have, that means you're more successful. Like I, I really don't buy into that at all. Totally. So, but for me, it has made me like very hesitant to share sometimes like if I have a big win business wise or things like that. Totally. Yeah. What did you score on that one? I scored low on money status. You did. Were you surprised by that? No, I wasn't really surprised by that because I operate, my brain is so like A plus B equals C. Yes. That the point that like, if C is like going to cost more than we have, if it costs too much to become, to be a peer successful Yep. then we're just not going to appear successful if that's what it takes, right? Because oh, like, yeah, I see what you're saying. If we do not have the money to spend on whatever it is we need to appear successful, then that's just not going to happen. Okay, I get what you're and saying. And it's out of my mind. It's not even a realistic opportunity to buy. I've seen you do this before. I've seen this with you. You love mountain biking. And of course, they're always coming out with a new mountain bike and you're like, oh my gosh, that bike's so cool. But you will always say, you're like, yeah, that bike's really cool, but literally there's no way that's in our budget right now. And you just move on. Like, you're just like, oh, it is what it is. A plus B does not equal C. There's no way I can get that bike. My bike is good and we move on. Right, right. I can afford this range of bike and that's what I have and that's what I'm sticking with. And then if you see someone else with like your dream bike, do you feel like you're just like, I'm so happy for them, but I know I can't afford that? Or are you more like, I wish I had that? Yeah, I'm a human. Yeah, of course. Of course, I'm like, oh, I wish I had that. Mm -hmm. That is really cool. Like, I want that. That's but you wouldn't go out and stretch yourself too thin, correct? To get the appearance, correct? Because it's not realistic. Like that bike is three x what mine is. I got you. That's not going to happen. That's where your like brain of A plus B equals C is like. And maybe someday, like we talk a lot on this podcast too about saving for things that are outside, like that are more expensive than what you could buy right now, right? So you put together a savings plan and mm-hmm. you save that over time. Yeah. And eventually I might get there. But as of right now, I can't waste my time going, ah, I'm going to stretch to do that. That's interesting. Because then we end up with paying the consequence on the back end. Yeah, totally. Okay. That makes sense that we've all scored low on that. Yeah. But I can totally see how I could easily fall into this at times too. It's These very are fascinating. Easy to, it's super easy to fall into a money yeah, status. Man, thing. Dr. Brad, this is a great little test. <laughs> <Brad>. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the fourth one is money vigilance. This one is actually the only positive money script or money belief on this test. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You want to actually score high on this one. And by the name, you can assume that the money vigilant are watchful, aware, and prepared for the future. They see the importance of saving and that hard work will pay off, right? This encourages saving and frugality. It can also lead to excessive weariness and anxiety that can prevent one from enjoying the full benefits and sense of security that money can provide. I'm okay. saying that very slowly because you're smiling at me and I. we both scored insanely high on this. There it is. I was like laughing because I'm like reading it. I love that the first part of what you just read was like positive. Yep. It was like... You're, you're, you know, you're like all about saving. And then it goes, it can also lead to excessive weariness, weariness 
and anxiety. And I was like, ooh, yep, yep, yep. That is also us. As soon as I said excessive weariness and anxiety, I was like, oh, Dang it. man, both of us. <laughs> right when we thought we scored high on a good one, we realized, oh, maybe yeah. we almost scored too high. <laughs> like we almost, I think we could work on that, of course, too. Totally, totally. Okay, that's interesting. And I love that there is one that's a little more of like positive in this test. Totally. Because I think it's important to be able to assess like, where am I at with one that's a little more like being diligent with my money? And then the other ones, I feel like it can balance out knowing where you have like maybe blind spots or weaknesses and places to work on. Absolutely. So this is a good, well-rounded test. And the best one I've found, and actually, believe it or not, is in our guide that we just launched. Yeah. It is the first section. We have three sections in our guide called the takeoff guide. And section one actually takes you through this test and provides an area to journal and think about your money before you move on to the next few steps. Yeah, it's definitely more in-depth than kind of what we covered here. But if you have the guide or don't, we really encourage you to take this test. Like I said, it Mm -hmm. takes about 10 minutes and maybe even re-listen to this podcast as we describe things and see kind of where you fall. We'll put the link in the show notes too. Yeah, this is interesting. Okay, so now that we know, so okay, both of us scored high on money vigilance and- Money focus. Yep. Cool. Yep. I feel like we have some good conversations now. I know. And good conversations to have over dinner and onward outside of this podcast. Yeah. Well, if you want to take this test and share your results, we'd love to hear kind of where you're at too. Clearly there's no right or wrong. It's just helping you be more self-aware and know how you behave with money. I always say too, almost how I react with money too. Totally. Yeah. So if you want to share your results with us, we'd love to see them just slide into our DMs and we're happy to talk through it with you. All right. So that's a wrap on the four money beliefs by Dr. Brad. Our friend, Dr. Brad. So (laughs) just to review them one more time, it's money avoidance, money focus, money status, and money vigilance. So thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Let's Venture podcast. We love hanging out with you guys and we hope you love hanging out with us too. If you do, please stop and just give us a five-star review. Those little things mean more than you know. So we hope you have a great week and we will see you next week.